Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid! Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. I'm James Neal. Darn on theirs. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith, Jar Kara. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army back bar and in. Save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. The Edmonton Oilers clinch the playoff spot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 4-1 final end result to empty net goals for the Winnipeg Jets. Close fought game. Edmonton probably outplayed the Jets from about the 15-minute mark of the first period through into when Winnipeg grabbed the lead at 2-1 and then the Jets locked it down. Very efficient road game. Strong goaltending performance from Connor Hellebuck. They will get Pierre-Luc Dubois back for tonight's game. Edmonton unable to capitalize on the absence of both Nikolai Ehlers and Dubois the other night. Sounds like the Oilers are going to go with the same lineup. And uh, some of the same modus operandi for the Edmonton Oilers as well. 
in terms of being even keel, not getting too high, not getting too low. We got a jam-packed edition of Oilers now brought to you daily on this show by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, we'll get into our, our Oilers Now Audio Vault very quickly into today's show. We'll have the lineup report. Again, sounds like the Oilers are going to go with the same lineup, Edmonton and the uh, Winnipeg Jets tonight. Uh, Jack Michaels will swing in for six minutes at about 12.21, 12.22. Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey on Rogers uh, for the River Cree Resort Casino at 12.35 today. At 1.05 today, NHL insider Frank Saravalli, one of the most plugged-in men in the business. Uh, we look forward to having a conversation with Frank. He's got some pretty interesting perspectives on things. And I mentioned uh, after the Jets got goals from such luminaries, as Tucker Pullman and Dominic uh, Toninato against Edmonton. You need goals from surprising sources. And the Montreal Canadiens, perhaps one of the first ones for a certain vintage of us when we think back to the great Canadian teams of the 70s, Cam Connor, overtime winner against the Toronto Maple Leafs. He later played for the Edmonton Oilers, and he is one of the coolest personal stories ever. Coming up at uh, 135. So we're going to hit on that uh, longtime Edmonton area uh, citizen Cam Connor joining us, Oiler alumni at 135 today. You can reach us at any time at the River Cree Resort Casino hotline 7804960063. When the province returns to action, so too will the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. Speaking of the province returning to action and Canada returning to action, we don't have fans in the building here. Uh, sometimes. Uh, when people deliver the news, uh, they tend to focus a bit on the negative. And I think that some of you listening uh, on a daily basis have been a little bit frustrated with sort of the, well, a thousand more people have got uh, COVID tested positive for COVID today. There are some good things actually happening out there, and one of them is on the vaccination front. A thing happened yesterday, uh, kicked into place this morning. As of today... 48.52% of Canadians have received one dose of uh, vaccine. Conversely, the U.S. is at 47.89. So despite the fact that uh, the United States went into Operation Warp Speed and, you know, uh, had multiple different uh, vaccines going, Canada has now actually surpassed the United States on single dose. Uh, Canada at 48.52%. The United States at 47.89% of their citizens va- uh, with one shot. This is where I mentioned to you that somewhere between 13 to uh, 14.5% of uh, the population uh, we don't have. I don't believe we have vaccines approved for 12 and under yet. So in the case of Alberta, that would be about 600,000 people that wouldn't be eligible uh, for a vaccine at this time. Now, that is a single dose. Fully, full vaccination in the United States is just under 40 percent canada is under 10 percent but canada has uh, climbed now ahead of the u.s on uh, single dose uh vaccine uh vaccinations uh, to this uh process and the edmonton health zone if you go to alberta health services website just wanted to pass these numbers along for you here um has dropped about 2,000 active cases over the course of the last 15 days. They're sitting at around 4,200 active cases. There are 2.31 million doses administered in the province of Alberta right now. Alberta, again, has a population of about 4.5. 
four or five million or so. Uh, that forty-four point two percent of Albertans uh, again have had a, a single shot to date. So just I bring this up because fans and the biggest and the worst part about the experience uh, through all of this has been we've missed the fans and the fans are a massive part of the in-game experience. And the Oilers fans are knowledgeable. We know that uh, some of you do a deeper dig, frankly, than some of the writers do. I would. I'm not. Just kidding you on the writers. I'll include the radio broadcasters occasionally. A lot of you are really into you know you know your stuff. But in, there's a different experience in the regular season game versus the playoffs. And uh, there were a couple times on Wednesday night's game where I thought maybe the fans could have maybe helped get things jacked up. And all you need to do is watch what's transpiring uh, in the games that are being played down uh, stateside. Let's go to our top story. For legacy heating and cooling. But again, I just wanted to give you a little bit of perspective. Again, Canada has now surpassed the U.S. Uh, in uh, the amount of people that have received a single dose of the vaccine, 48.52% to 47.89%. Uh, uh, and if you're looking for the source, the source is uh, world in data. Uh, so our top story for legacy heating and cooling, get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Look, we know game two is tonight. We'll get to some of the particulars around that in a second. Last night, scary incident involving the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares. I mean, that is, uh, you know, those sort of situations. I, To be frank with you, I've occasionally had nightmares about that, just seeing a player laid out like that in a fashion where it's nobody's fault, and that was not Corey uh, Perry's fault. Um, the... There was a response, obviously, uh, from the Maple Leafs and Nick Foligno. I, 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 to be honest with you, I've, I'm, you know, I'm Corey Perry, 2017 playoffs, you know, him and guys like Kessler. It's hard to like those. I had a lot of empathy watching Corey Perry do the post game press conference because nobody wants to be involved in an incident like that. Uh, I have a friend that's a prominent concussion specialist, uh, uh, Dr. Marty Morazic. We've had numerous conferences. I've, I've been in a football game in the States where a guy, uh, got, knocked the you-know-what out, and same deal as last night where there was uh, the decerbit uh, posturing on it. It's, it's a scary, scary thing. Uh, and it, it just it was one of those ones where you, if you were a little bit squeamish, you, you didn't want to see. I, I'm not sure. I totally understand why the follow-up fight occurred. I'm not even sure if the Maple Leaf players saw the initial incident. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Was that necessary? For Nick Foligno to challenge Corey Perry in that situation, some of you would say yes. That's The, the Leafs needed to respond a lot. Um, and it, it, the end result showed yet again that in the playoffs, anybody could get beat anybody. Brendan Escott, I'm going to bring you into the show right here, right now. Quick thought on uh, that whole incident last night. What would you think? Yeah, it was terrifying. I was actually reading the sports on 6.30 Chad, and I looked up at the TV and sort of saw him getting, as you mentioned, you know, caressed over onto his back by the doctors. It was an ugly scene, uh, needless to say, but totally inadvertent. And it just it's unfortunate that Corey Perry was the player in which the contact was involved because there is that element of, okay, well, it's Corey Perry, you know. And to me, that's the only job justification of the follow-up altercation. I think Felino had to endear himself to the team, and, uh, you know, they both escaped un- unhurt from it. So business yeah. is done. It's buried. I'll say this. Perry's a pro for taking that fight in that situation, and, uh, yeah, scary stuff. Ironically enough, this morning, I bumped into Dave Lumley. Uh, <laughs> in, uh, he uh, lives by me in the southwest part of the city, and uh, we uh, were shopping, and 
uh, I, I said, hey, there he is, the guy that scored an empty net goal in the 1984 Stanley Cup final and also the 1981. And Dave turned around and said, Stoff, do you remember what happened earlier in the game? I'm like, oh, yeah, you got knocked out. And I, fans would remember this. Uh, Dave Lumley, who scored the first playoff goal in Oilers history, uh, played without a helmet. And he got submarined by Steve Smith, and or Steve Shutt, who was not a physical player. And he kind of got rolled on his back and landed on on his head. And he was out, okay? They stitched, they got the smelling salts out. They got him off the ice. They stitched him up because he was leaking. And he came back into the game and scored an empty net goal. Shows you, like, and there was no way Tavares was coming back last night. It was a, a different sort of situation. But today, there would have been no way that Dave Lumley would have come back into that game as well. It's just how we've progressed and taken these things much more seriously. But it was scary. All right, let's go to our Oilers now lineup report for North 49 Home Inspections. Professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton area. And uh, Dave Tippett uh, uh, mentioned uh, he, Ryan Rashog was doing a little bit of fishing and got completely shut down. Sounds like the Oilers are going to go with the exact Well, they are going to go with the exact same lineup. And so as a result, uh, this is what Edmonton rolled with the other night. Connor McDavid up front with Dominic Cahoon and yes, the Pugliarvi. Pugliarvi was very good in his first NHL playoff game. Cahoon sort of took himself out of the mix as that game wore on, partially because of a line change that occurred. Uh, Connor, uh, Leon Dreisettle was with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Kyrie Yamamoto. Those guys had strong territorial play at 5v5. Uh, Jujar Carey with Josh Archibald, who was a physical presence, and Alex Chason. And then Ryan McLeod with James Neal and Zach Kasky. And, of course, the Oilers did load up McDavid and Drysaddle as that game wore on as they were trying to uh, equalize. Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry, who had a real rough first period. Uh, it was Kulikov and Larson, Cuckoo and Bear, Mike Smith, the starting goal. Dubois is in for the... Uh, Winnipeg Jets, my expectation is he'll hop right into the spot where Christian Veselainen was. So he'll play in a line with Stachny and Kopp, and it'll be Shifley with Connor and Wheeler. And uh, and some people might think, well, the Oilers just should go head-to-head. They should load up with David Drysaddle and Pugliarby and go against Shifley, Kopp, and Wheeler. That has brought to them some success this year. Connor Hellebuck uh, expected to start in goal. There you go. That's our Oilers Now lineup report by North 49 Home Inspections, professional and thorough home inspections for the Edmonton Oilers. Into the Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. I asked Dave Tippett a question about the importance of keeping the room even keel and not going too high or too low, depending upon what, and it's been part of what he's done all season long. Here's his response. No, I, th- I think you're right in the fact that we haven't been up and down. We, we address things that we think we need to improve from night to night, and uh, and you're always trying to accentuate the positives, but our players have stayed pretty even keel. Like There was parts of the game the other night that we thought we did some things well. There's a couple little things that we want to make sure that we can do better. Um, but that being said, we want to go out and play our game and, and find a better result. So it's uh, it's a tight series. It's playoff hockey. Everybody knows that. But uh, you know, our group was our group. I like the way our mindset's been yesterday and this morning. We uh, you know, we had a little meeting about a few things. Our, our group. You know, we feel like we're a confident group. We want to go out and play our game and see what happens. Oilers limited just one goal. Oh, yes, a Pugliarvi against Winnipeg. The other, it was a two-one game. It was a one-bounce game, just like last night. You know, Canadians, Leafs. It's a one-goal game. Anything can happen. Come to playoffs, we know that. And if you've watched enough of it over your life, it never changes. Here's Connor McDavid on the Oilers finding a little bit more offensive success tonight. 
they were kind of waiting for our mistake. So uh, obviously, first and foremost, you don't want to give them that mistake. You don't want to turn pucks over. You know, but you stop to to make plays and and uh, and be creative and and uh, you know play your game. So um, you know, just continuing to play with the puck and uh, you know, get more pucks at the net, I think uh, will help as well. And uh, Josh Archibald, I, I felt kind of turned. The, he got the game going on uh, Wednesday night, right? Like it was a real quiet first period, tepid start for both teams. And I know there's some exasperation and frustration from some of the Oilers fans out there. Why didn't they just get going right from the opening drop? And I Part of it was, frankly, that Nurse and Barry had a tough uh, first period, and they worked their way through it. But Josh Archibald got the team going when he belted uh, Dylan DeMello, and Archibald had these comments on uh, a physical brand of play during the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good identity of our team, too. Uh, we play hard. You know, we got a lot of big bodies that guys would like to hit, but um, yeah, you know, I think when you get a big hit early on like that, uh, it's definitely a big momentum change. Um, so to uh, keep that up throughout this series, it's definitely something uh, that I'll be looking forward to doing. There you go. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some from my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, that is our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. It's 1221 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll be back with Jack on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1223 in Edmonton. Normally, we put Jack Michaels in the 135 slot. We sort of alternate Cam and Jack at that slot. Uh, We've got Jack on the phone right now in the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Jack, you're being bumped for two reasons, okay? Number one, we had two, uh, you know, two guys that we all had in the pool to score uh, for the Winnipeg Jets the other night, Tucker Pullman and Dominic Toninato, uh, two unheralded sources. So I, I went out and grabbed one of the guys that scored one of the biggest overtime goals in history that came as a shock to everybody that's cam connor there's another reason why i got cam on the show because i got to get him to tell the story about how he became best friends of rowdy roddy piper and you did go through a wrestling um, phase in your life where does uh, rowdy roddy piper rank in terms of the wrestling luminaries of your youth Oh, he's up there. In fact, they just did a major documentary on him uh, on A&E. 
and actually Cam Connor figures prominently, as you might expect, in that documentary. So you're uh, you're well timed in terms of having Cam Connor on your show in a wide variety of ways, including ones that you didn't even realize. There you go. So, uh, yeah, and, of course, he got the overtime winner for uh, the Canadians against the Maple Leafs. They started last night. I want to actually start there. That uh, was a scary thing with John Tavares, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, when, when that kind of knee-to-head contact comes in, uh, everyone on both teams, you know, t- takes a huge breath. I, I think, quite frankly, it affected Toronto. It had to. Uh, and so, you know, even even Dave Tippett conceded that point. It's not easy to move past that in the midst of any game, let alone a playoff game where, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of emotion and intensity to begin with. I, I thought the surrounding circumstances were somewhat overblown, and, and you know, that's just, to me, uh, playoff hockey, I think Felino and Perry took care of it, move on. Yep. But most importantly for Toronto, I think they'll be a different team. I'm sure he won't play, but knowing their captain is okay will make a huge difference as compared to the circumstances the other night when I'm sure some of the players had some doubts and, and were genuinely concerned. Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a scary thing. I remember when Marchman got hurt, 97 playoffs, fell into the uh, went, uh, into the bench for uh, Dallas. That was a scary thing as well, and he was the Oilers were able to recover in that game. All right, Jack, Oilers and Jets tonight. Uh, there's obviously pressure on Edmonton, but did you like their overall game against Winnipeg the other night? I liked it. I didn't love it. I, I think that Edmonton, the one thing is, is Winnipeg came into that game, as you know, Bob, a little beat up, not just physically, but mentally. You know, had not had a good record coming down the stretch, had not had a good record head-to-head against Edmonton. And I thought the Oilers, to some degree, were guilty of of allowing them to ease their way into the series and slowly build a little confidence. Uh, I didn't think they dominated play in the first period, but more importantly, I didn't think Edmonton, dominated play in the first period if they had played the first period the way they did the second period i think you might have had a different outcome and part of that might have been you know winnipeg recognizing once again that they might be faced with a superior opponent so more than anything i feel like the Oilers need to establish that tonight and just create a bit more high event offensive chances from their standpoint because defensively there's not much to nitpick about. They didn't give the Jets much other than a few turnovers. I don't think Winnipeg generated a whole lot on their own at all. How different do you think Winnipeg's lineup will be with the fact they got uh, Dubois back in? Well, I mean, it's just a simple change, really. Dubois will go in for Christian Veseline, and I imagine the other personnel will stay the same. The D will stay the same. Nick Ehlers is not ready. I, I stuck around a little bit extra at the Winnipeg pregame skate just to make sure he didn't duck out early before the other extras. I don't think he's playing tonight. If he is, it's an unbelievable smoke screen. Uh, Dubois will give them something, but there's one of the players who didn't exactly, you know, finish the season strong, and I'm not sure what kind of confidence he'll bring into the postseason series. But as we saw the other night, it doesn't matter who steps up as long as someone does. 
Winnipeg got those contributions on Wednesday. Edmonton did not. The Oilers will need to capitalize on a few more looks tonight. And I think generate more, especially in the first period, and try to get Connor Hellebuck moving side to side. Everyone talks about traffic. I think Hellebuck may be the best goalie in the league at finding the puck through screens. I'm not so concerned as traffic as Dave Tippett talked about making a few more plays. For me, that's stringing Hellebuck a little bit side to side and get him moving like a bubble hockey goaltender. All right, Jack, great stuff. We'll see you tonight, my man. Looking forward to it. Here you go. That's Jack Michaels from the Oilers Radio Network and NHL Hockey and Rogers. Nationally broadcast games. I know we are getting texts from people suggesting Jack should be doing those games. Uh, Jack will be with us on the Oilers Radio Network throughout the duration of the Oilers playoff run. It's 1229 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.